I just got like weirdly like I didn't know how to do the thing like I, I've been like doing these kind of cold opens lately mm -hmm. um, and then just kind of jamming into uh, doing my intro right. um, and then I just tried to do it right off the top and it like wouldn't come out it wouldn't come out oh my god that happens it to didn't me. happen I, that happens to me all the time where I'm just like I open my mouth think, and I think I know what's going on and then I'm like uh, completely just I don't have anything nothing there yeah, nothing. head empty yeah Head empty. It happens. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, but it should surprise nobody. I don't know. If you've been listening to this podcast, this is like going to be episode 90? One. Whoa. Congratulations. Yeah. 90. Yeah. You were on episode 69 think, last time. I don't think about that all the time because I'm <laughs> very honored. I'm still so angry that I forgot to mention it in the podcast. Mm -hmm. I'm so upset with myself. I'll never be forgiven. Well, you're I, mentioning it now, so that so there we go. Yeah, in episode ninety one, which is not, which is not a sexual position, unfortunately. Or if it is, it's a weird one. Yeah, I'm like, let me <laughs> like kind of curled. That. Someone's kind of curled in like a like a ball, and then someone's kind of curled mm -hmm. around them. It can. Um, I think it can work if you're like a Cirque du Soleil situation. <laughs> Well, I mean, here's the thing. Ooh la la! Yeah, I feel like any number, like any sort of like double digit number, is a sexual yeah. position for someone who's in for two people who are in Cirque du Soleil. So, and the higher the number, the kinkier it gets. Oh, That's sure. just reverse harem, baby. Yeah. Listen. Oh my god. Yeah. So yeah, I guess you could do like just a puppy pile. Yeah. Six. <laughs> six people. Six Hi, Becky. <laughs> I'm just trying to introduce this stupid podcast. I hope to the key with the first podcast. My name is Abigail Kelly. I'm with Becky Feldman. We're, I can't. I don't know why I felt such a compulsion to do this episode. And I also don't know why you were the first person I thought of when I was like, I need to do this. I, I got to I gotta message Becky. Right. She'll be the only one who understands. Oh um, yeah. And it wasn't true. It wasn't true. You didn't understand. You failed me. But you're still here. And I appreciate that. Here's the thing. I now understand. I now understand. Oh, no. What did you do? I watched. I'm halfway through the second season now. No, that's so much. Oh, my God. Well, listen, here's the thing. It's been like, OK, like I do. I do always need some sort of TV show where there's like a it's kind of like CW style where it's like it, there's angst, kind of low stakes. It's about high schoolers. OK, I like. I had finished Smallville, loved it, and there was, like, yeah. this dearth. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. You mentioned Gilmore Girls. Uh-huh. I always need TV on the back in the background, like, while I'm doing, like, you know, stuff where I can – it's, like, laundry or cooking, like, that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. And oh, it yeah. was just, like, Gilmore Girls, like, I was, like, this is what I need right now. So it's on – constantly except for when I watch TV shows where it's like okay I'm watching the show sitting on the couch like blah 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 yeah so it has been background noise um but like good but like I'm paying attention like it's easy to follow along um yeah so yeah so I have a lot of time on my hands I live alone um I, I and uh been wow on. it's been on I've been wow. in, amidst in what's it called Stars Hollow or something I'm in I'm in this oh town. my goodness yeah. 
Wow. I mean, it's so funny that you that you say that you had to have it on for like background noise because I that's kind of how I got into watching Gilmore Girls mm-hmm. is because I spent a ton of time alone as a um I guess starting around like 10 to, you know, all the way into high school. Yeah. I was I was, you know, going to school, you know, getting ready by myself and then coming home, and, you know, making myself dinner and stuff like that. And so I um would either put on Animal Planet, mm-hmm. or I would put on uh, ABC Family, and ABC Family played a lot of reruns of Gilmore Girls. Okay, um, I'm pretty sure, or because I don't think we had, I don't think my dad had CW, which is usually where I would watch these things, but I'm pretty sure they they did. Either way, I would watch it a ton around that time, mm-hmm. and it was something that I would just kind of have on in the background, and I really, really, really liked. Um, I remember just like sitting in front of the TV and being like, "Wow." Jess is pretty hot. Oh, my God. What a cutie. Here's the thing. I put on the first episode. I put on the first episode. And right away when Lorelai opened her mouth, my thought Uh was, I completely understand why Abigail loves this show. (laughs) Like, I didn't even. Like, that was my first initial thought. Like, it has, like, a lot of, like, you know, like, I feel like there's so many witticisms. Your voice mm-hmm. does sound like Lorelai's voice. You that you do have a similar oh cadence and like sense of humor and like quick wit, you know, and references. You know references. Um, That's true. And and then there's also like the level like I feel like small town romance is like a thing. People love that. So mm-hmm. I don't know if you love mm-hmm. that, but then I was like, well, she's a romance reader. I just assume you did. Um. So yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought. I I think it's. It's so interesting because I think that the Gilmore Girls was so, like, inflated in my head. It was such a big thing for me. Mm -hmm. Like, I wasn't necessarily a fandom kid, really. Like, I didn't get, like, I got into things um, around this time. I was also very, very into heroes. Um, But I, like, didn't interact online, really, with any sort of, like, stuff like that. I didn't... um, you know, I don't know. At that time, people were still like purchasing magazines to participate in fandom stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, I didn't do that either. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I they were expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, but I so I, I it was a huge deal to me, but I, I didn't feel like um, like I felt like it <laughs> It was so much bigger culturally, I think, because of that. So I got this inflated view of like, oh, no, everyone, everyone was super into Gilmore Girls. Of course, everyone was the same level of absolutely crazy about Gilmore Girls. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, <laughs> I like, I, I then I like read about it. I was reading um, the Wikipedia and I was reading all these like articles about it and stuff leading up to this. And I was like, wait, it. It was only nominated for one Emmy. Like, it, wait a minute. Like, it it was actually like critically not acknowledged at all by anybody. Oh, it like was kind of a sleeper hit until the mid two thousands. I was like, what the fuck? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? It was a huge deal. It was a huge deal to Abigail. Apparently, mm-hmm. um, I was incredibly invested. I was deeply, deeply invested in, um the the romance yeah uh, i mean i, I had it. opinions i had so many opinions i um, did need to because again you know i'm a romance reader and i yeah i had to look up who ended up with who in the end well that's now that's up for debate that's open well, no i understand the rory is open-ended but i guess i needed to know about laurel who laurel yeah. i was like laurel and luke have to get together like i was just like if they don't i'm 
I'm not investing in this mm-hmm. show. Like, that's just me as a romance lover. And so when it did, so like when I looked that up, I was like, okay, you know what? I'm watching this show. You have, you've converted me. Like, I am a full-on in love with it. I am so, we're going to have to do a check-in when you're done. Oh, my God. And it'll, um, be, it'll be next week, I promise you. I'll have watched all of the episodes plus the reboot by next week. You know, I'm here. There are, like, there are 135 episodes, not including the, uh, the like, four-part mm-hmm. um, special, really, that was, like, four feature-length films, essentially. Right, yeah. Um, that Netflix produced in 2016. So uh, for those of you who didn't watch Gilmore Girls obsessively like I did, and now Becky mm-hmm. is... Um, Gilmore Girls is a show uh, produced by the CW, uh, made by Amy Palladino, um, who did other things. But I, I want to just right off the top here say that there are some really weird cross connections with Family Guy, <laughs> which I didn't see coming. I thought um, you were say Marvelous Mrs. Maisel because doesn't she do that? No, one? no, no. Oh, okay. She did that one. Yes. No, but there's a lot of connections with Family Guy. Her husband is on. Uh, was one of the writers for Family Guy mm-hmm. at the time that she created it, and um, Seth, whatever the heck, McFarlane, mm-hmm. he. Ha- appeared on the show. He has he has Whoa. credits. I didn't know that. It, maybe it's in the yeah. maybe in later <laughs> in the episodes I haven't watched yet. But Alex Bornstein is is the heart player, and so I was like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. And she's also in Maisel, so I was like, oh, yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of uh, a lot of people ended up doing a lot of really cool things from mm-hmm. Gilmore Girls. I think it was a really good launchpad, most notably, of course, being Chad Michael Murray. Oh, um, my God. He's <laughs> such a baby in the show. It was like his first big thing, and then he moved on to One Tree Hill. Um, mm-hmm. So, anyway, we'll get into that, because I have yeah. thoughts and feelings about Chad Michael Murray. Um, <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Okay, so... Gilmore Girls came out on October 5th, 2000. Um, it was an opener for Charmed, which, hilarious, love it. Also a show I was obsessed with, but for different reasons. Um, and it basically centered around this mother and daughter. Mother is in her early 30s. Her daughter is a teenager. Um, and it is about their relationship with each other. They are hashtag besties. Um, and they... Um, are uh, trying to deal with their family shit, which is a lot to do with the fact that Lorelai became pregnant at 16 um, and ran away from her family because they were uh, really shitty rich people, um, at least according to her. And she started her own life in this little town called Stars Hollow. Um, and it's like very idyllic. Oh, it's uh, such a great town. So idyllic. And she raised her daughter on her own, except at the start of the series, her daughter, who is super, super smart and really talented and wants to go to Harvard and wants to become a journalist, um, has gotten into this really super fancy prep school um, that actually Lorelai went to, um, but did not do well in. Um, uh, And she wants her daughter to go there because she is desperate to give her daughter the best life possible. However, she can't afford it. So she goes to her parents, who she is estranged from, for the most part, like they have some connection they spend like holidays together but they hate each other essentially and she goes hey would you be willing to pay for uh rory's school i will pay you back eventually at some point or something she tries to do something like that and they go no we don't want that we don't want that we'll pay for rory's school but you have to come to dinner every friday night um because they just want to have a connection with their daughter and with their granddaughter um and lorelei has been extremely reticent to help that along for 16 years so she agrees um, and 
So begins the family odyssey. Um, each episode centers around the two of them. There are many side plots. There are many side characters. Everyone's very charming. There's a lot of dubious music. <laughs> very yeah. 2000s music. Oh, boy. Um, yeah. There, there's a guy who always sings really theme-appropriate songs on the street. What do they call him? The troubadour? <laughs> He's the troubadour. Yeah, the troubadour. Yeah. Um, favorite character, of course, is Luke. He owns the diner mm-hmm. in town. He is what the best. Yeah. God. You know you've really... I feel like I I became a woman the day I realized that I was more attracted to Luke than I was to any of Rory's love interests. That's so great. I love that. Like, that's a, such a significant thing where you're like, I don't want a boy. I want a man. And it was I Luke. want a big, hairy, <laughs> weird, grumpy ass man who never washes his hat. That's it. Yeah, that's it's kind that's of like me. What kind of character should we make Luke? What kind of character flaws should we give him? You know what? Just make him wear a backwards hat. There we go. There's his character. Yep. I was sold. <laughs> Make him hate cell phones. <laughs> Make him uh, hate coffee. all forms of, uh, yes, he hates coffee despite the fact that he serves it. Mm-hmm. Uh, make him extremely judgmental, but also with a heart of gold. Oh, yeah. He's a cinnamon roll. He's the ultimate cinnamon yeah. roll. He's the ultimate small town grumpy cinnamon roll. And yeah. he is desperately in love with Lorelai and has been pretty much since episode one. Oh, yeah. Um, like, he's he's... I, I guess, like, it's been a while, but I think he it's hinted at that he's been in love with Lorelai pretty much since the day they met, like, 16 years ago, mm-hmm. um, which is a long haul. It's a, what a slow burn. <laughs> it's the slowest burn. They don't get together until, like, God, I mean, the, like, the first time. They, obviously, the show is a cycle of, like, okay. drama and many things happening. But they don't get together for a grip in the show. Okay. Um, and, of course, since, spoilers, you already know yeah. this, but they do end up together mm-hmm. in the end. Um, <laughs> yeah, I won't say what the final arc is, but it's actually very sweet and very funny. Okay, Because um, he just, Luke loves her so much, and he's terrified that she's trying to leave him. Aww. But that's not what's happening. Um <laughs> But <clears throat> that is the basic premise. Now, I have a lot to say okay. about this show, Becky. Yeah, me too. But I only saw season I, and yeah. a half. Yeah, yeah, you know a lot. Now I'm I'm very interested because my angle coming at this was in in the years since it has become much more popular, and I feel like um, it had its 20th anniversary, um, obviously in 2020, and uh, it's it's. Parts of it have aged really well. Parts of it have aged. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's, mm-hmm. there, were, there were a few things that, that was very cringy. And I was like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Not not my favorite. But early 2000s. Right. Sure. There we didn't know. Yeah. Concessions to be mm-hmm. made. Also CW. I don't know. You know. I don't know what you expect. Yeah. This is the people who are making Riverdale. I don't know. I don't know. Well, yeah. I mean, when I watched Smallville, like, it was the, res- mm-hmm. the same cringy things of, like, because I think yeah. that was, like, early 2000s or whatever. And then, mm-hmm. like... Same time. And yeah. so it was, like, ooh. And then I was, like, oh, okay, it's kind of expected now when I re... Like, I started watching Felicity, and I'm, like, there's going to be something insensitive. <gasps> I know it. <laughs> oh, yeah. And there's a lot of, like, I feel like there's not a... There's not a... Well, it's hard, because I think that for its time, it had pretty good representation. Mm-hmm. Um... I mean, the bar was extremely low, so I'm, that's not a huge compliment. I'm just saying they had some people who weren't white, and they had some people who weren't straight. Yeah, um, tokenized. Yeah. Uh, so there is there is that. Mm-hmm. Um, but broadly speaking, everyone was white and straight. Yes. Um, 
but uh, I will say that uh, I think the biggest the biggest thing that's not really addressed really beyond the surface level is like the massive amount of classism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, 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 this idea of like <laughs> all of the rich people that we follow around and have to sympathize with are like, all right, okay. Yeah. There and it's Fine. like you know the, I feel like this dr- there's this driving force of like lorelei's mom coming back into her life and but then like lorelei's mom is still so superficial and you kind of want to see her like like here's here's my if i had one note for amy sherman palladino i don't and here's the thing amy if you're listening i want to get hired on any one of your shows please please yes do hire becky but there was like something about like that like there was so much backstory between this fa- in this family that I was missing. One being, I wanted to see the mom and the dad alone, full on missing Lorelai. Like a scene in the beginning by themselves that was like, you know, having this regret, like having this like remorse that they mi- they're missing this person in their life. And then like, I feel like it would have made her mom and her dad feel, like, less superficial and less, like, I'm going to make your life a living hell because of it, you know? Yeah, they kind of start aggro, and you don't yes. really have any reason to feel like you should empathize with them. Mm-hmm. Like, they just kind of want to punish her. Exactly. Which is, I mean, okay. I mean, that's that's an angle you can take. That's fine mm-hmm. if you want them to be the villains, but... um. I, I, I think, yeah, they weren't as fully developed as they later become, mm-hmm. particularly by the end of the series, the with the um, special that Netflix did in 2016, mm-hmm. you really fucking love to come, Emily. Okay. Uh, to, wow. Hold on. <laughs> that was not a sentence. You really come to love Emily. Um, she is... <laughs> was, okay. Woo! Um, she is... Very complex, but it takes all of the seasons to get there. Um, at the beginning, she is just this woman who is mean to her daughter because she wasn't what she wanted her to be. She's mm-hmm. super wealthy. She's mean to all of her maids. Mm-hmm. She's shitty Which to her Which that staff. makes me uncomfortable as well. Like, yeah. that was cringy, for sure. And that never lets up. Yeah. That never lets up. The entire, that is like an on-running joke mm-hmm. in the uh in this series that like Emily every time they go to her house she has a different maid mm-hmm. because her maids quit or she fires them right. yeah. uh, every single week like she like is awful and that never stops yeah. i'm like damn that's at one point there's like a episode where um she is sponsoring like a foreign uh like ballet dancer Ooh, and she's like in the same way that she kind of treats her maids, except instead of being a jerk, she, like, fully, like, babies them and tokenizes them. And it's like, look at my tiny little ballet dancer. She's from Russia. Isn't she Isn't she so fine and dainty? It's just really weird. Um, and then Lorelai is quoted in, <laughs> uh, in a paper talking about her, like, career and stuff. Uh, she quotes, she's quoted as saying her mom is, like, Stalin. Um, and then the Russian... <laughs> Ballerina storms out and refuses to come back. It's actually it's it's good, but also troubling. Uh, for well, it's for very comical. Character. I mean, that's very comic. Yeah. Like that feels like so sitcommy. You know, like yeah, yeah. I love that. Well, that's the thing is, so this this show is built around the relationship between these three women, 
Um, and uh, how they are all deeply, deeply flawed. Um, but it's also a comedy. And I, I, as a kid, I think I really didn't register the comedy. It was all drama for me all the time. Yeah. Um, which should surprise nobody. Um, but as an adult, I look back, I'm like, oh, yeah, that was actually, that was, that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. That was pretty good. Troubling, but good. Yeah. Um, you know, that's okay. Uh, so, but the, the, the thing that I have come to really examine in Gilmore Girls since um, enjoying it a lot and enjoying the romance, mm-hmm. which we'll get into, but is um, I am really fascinated by people who watched Gilmore Girls at the time and who people decided to empathize with mm-hmm. the most. So whenever you talk to somebody who really liked Gilmore Girls, they are either going to be a Lorelai person, a Rory person, or an Emily person. Lorelai being um, the estranged daughter, uh, Rory being her daughter, and then Emily being the matriarch who is super cold and super rich. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, it's. I was thinking about this today. I was thinking about how, depending on who you like, you always really hate the other two for some reason. Interesting. Um, okay. Now, I think what makes that the most interesting, because that's not abnormal, especially with women-led media, people find a lot of reasons to hate female characters. Oh, yeah. You only can um, like that one. They would, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also, you would fully forgive any sort of male character for the same transgressions, but that's fine. Yeah, it's fine. But I think it's really interesting that the f- flaws in each of these characters are... Like they don't, they don't go away. I think people are right to acknowledge these flaws, but what people can tolerate is really interesting. So Rory was my favorite character mm-hmm. growing up. I loved Rory, um, and she is, um, she's like super, like I don't know. How would you describe Rory? I, I don't. Well, I, yeah. I mean, the thing is, is that like she's kind of like um, a very self-assured nerd like she has like a level of confidence that and I mean I know that like you know in school they make her seem like an outsider and like she likes reading and whatever but she's so confident in what she likes like she honestly like she feels like a 32 year old woman in a way yes (laughs) yes she is a very self-assured um but very sort of innocent um unexperienced yeah 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 She's very driven, but she also, like, doesn't have a whole lot of interpersonal experience. She clearly is not, like, super good at handling social situations. Yeah, Even yeah. Even if she is very self-assured, she kind of doesn't really know what to do. Um, and it was really funny because I was talking to one of my friends about the show who loved it. And I said, oh, well, I, I loved Rory. And she kind of looked at me and was like, oh, of course you did. I hated her. She was way too perfect. Um, and I found that really interesting because I think translate that as Rory was under a tremendous amount of pressure to be perfect by both her mother and her grandmother, even though neither would have thought that they were doing that, right? Um, Rory ends up kind of acting out and going hog wild later in the series um, because of that, I think. Yeah. It's she has a really sloppy arc. Mm-hmm. I love it. Because like um, here's what's interesting to me about her is that she does she doesn't really she has more friends that are adults than are her peers. And it's like, I really want to see that play out. Cause like I see I see that yeah. as so flawed and so like I can't maybe because I'm Lorelai's age now and like she's mm-hmm. like a little teenager to me. Like I'm seeing like 
I feel bad for her about it. But I suppose when I was like, if I were in high school and watching her, I'd be like, oh, I want to be her so bad. She has two hot guys fighting over her for sure. Uh Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Exactly. And she's smart and she gets her shit done and she's Mm -hmm. making it work and she seems so mature and she's pretty and like, you know, all of these things. But as an adult, I look at it and I go like, that is a deeply, deeply flawed childhood that she has. Lorelai is putting so much pressure on her always to be her best friend, not to be her daughter who can make mistakes. Whenever Rory does make mistakes, like stays out without calling or like, you know, whatever, um, which is very few and far between, uh, Lorelai explodes. Mm-hmm. Like, she she can't deal with it. Um, and I, looking back, I'm like, damn, actually, Rory is, no wonder she gets sloppy because she, she couldn't. Everyone expected her to be perfect, angelic Rory, and she wasn't. She was just a kid. Yeah. Um, Wait, can I ask you a but, question? Yeah. Are there any parts in the series where there's a flashback to, like, when Rory is, like, a toddler or a kid? Okay, good. Because I was like, what's that like? Because it's like, you know, it seems like they've been best friends for decades. And then it was like, well, if it was decades, she'd be one. And are they like talking Laurel and Hardy? Like, you know, I mean, so, (laughs) yeah, there's a couple of episodes. There's I think there's one in particular that really is basically a flashback episode almost entirely. Oh, cool. Of the day Rory was born. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Um, Okay. And it's and it's really sad. Um, it's because obviously, mm-hmm. you know, Lorelai was sixteen. Mm-hmm. Um, she her parents were trying to force her to get married to this sixteen year old who was in love with her, but uh, not good. Not good. Not, not good. The, not not good. the one. And not the one. No, he was not the one. We both know who the one oh, is, yeah. and he's in a diner, mm-hmm. which doesn't sound great i realize but it's not a denny's it's his own business i know it's a it's a small business he wears a backwards hat super cool he's a he's very he's a man he's over 18 and wears a backwards hat come on ladies come on come on ladies yeah he wears a lot of flannel it's great and he's an adult good he's an adult man who doesn't love that yeah he's an adult man who like he can't he can't handle a whole lot but in like a fun way, yes. you know, he gets mm-hmm. flustered very easily. It's very funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's cool. I mean, I, I really liked the episodes where we kind of saw more about how Lorelai got away from her family mm-hmm. and what she ended up doing. She goes and she basically actually runs away with her kid um, after like, I think it's like she, she, she doesn't do it right away after Rory is born. She's like. Lives with the family with them for a couple of years, okay. I think. Um, when Rory's like a still a baby, but like not a newborn. Mm-hmm. Um, and she runs to this small town and she gets a job as a maid at an inn. Um, and she is taken in by the owner and she gives her like a room to stay in with her baby and becomes a second family to her. And Lorelai, over time, goes up through the ranks and ends up running the inn. And her dream is to own her own inn with her best friend Sookie, who is a uh, chef and um that is that is Lorelai's thing mm-hmm. in the meantime she fucks around a lot <laughs> uh-huh <laughs> so many boyfriends so many boyfriends mm-hmm. which I think is one of the reasons that people don't like Lorelai is because Lorelai just gets sloppy with it but she also is entirely emotionally unavailable which is fun a fun combo yeah I you know it's interesting because I feel like around that time like in the 2000s that that's when I was in high school and like there's this like kind of stigma against girls who got pregnant in high school. Like this wasn't mm-hmm. 16 and pregnant. 
started to come out. So there was this yes. like weird like awareness of it that was like people would joke around or, or like, you know what I mean? Like what's the yeah. ultimate joke to piss off your parents when you're in high school? It's like, I'm going to get pregnant, you know? And it's like, so we, mm-hmm. I wonder if the show kind of yeah fed into that kind of like, there was something about teenage like pregnant teenagers that were in the zeitgeist at that time you know yeah i mean what came out about halfway through gilmore girls run it was a secret life of of an american teenager right right? yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah um and yeah it definitely was actually like a cultural thing that was happening at the time was like good girls who who get pregnant what happens what does what happens to the families you know Mm -hmm. and it's like this Um, sad thing it's like the equivalent of like oh my god your your daughter just got turned into a zombie and she's never going to be the same again <laughs> you know? yeah it's like yeah curse. she's oh god i can't believe this happened to us as a whole family god i can't believe you would do this yeah stupid girl Ugh. um and i i don't know i think it it's really interesting the way that people have reframed gilmore girls as like um this like shipper war thing between uh Jess and Dean yeah. and then like whatever and all this stuff and how it's become a source of comfort for a lot of people but i think at its heart it's like a it's a story of three fundamentally kind of unlikable women mm-hmm. um who are like the sloppiest and they do terrible things to one another um and it's a it's a very cyclical thing that happens yeah. um i always got the feeling that like the show is basically like, or all three arcs are the women turning into each other. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they are all so different. And like they, like, mm-hmm. all they do is just like, they're like, I'm so different from her. I'm so different from her. I'm so different from her. And then mm-hmm. they'll like do something and they're mm-hmm. like, oh my God, I'm doing what you do. And then like that's yeah. the arc for sure. Yeah. Because like Lorelai's definitely doing oh God, what, yes. what Emily did to her, mm-hmm. just in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, and and Rory definitely goes on to become Lorelai for sure. Yeah. Um, in a lot of ways, despite the fact that she, you know, is doing the things she wants to do and is has followed this this script that she pleases her her grandparents way more than Lorelai ever did, mm-hmm. and still she ends up, yeah, in her mother's shoes. Mm-hmm. Um. And I, I just, I think that that is a really, it's, it's a really human story. But also, I don't know, it's wild. And it's crazy that you would, like, three unlikable women. Like, anyone who's like, oh, well, no, 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 no. This is, like, the perfect relationship between, I'm like, I don't know what show you were watching. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not, it's not healthy. It's not healthy at all. Yeah, I mean, I feel like at that time, like, the other shows, like, it, like, it was like teenage wish fulfillment. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it was like, mm-hmm. maybe people were expecting Gilmore Girls to be like that of like, oh my God, they're wearing clothes from Delia's and like they're listening mm-hmm. to the cool music and the two hot guys who are on the cover of Teen Magazine. You know, like it was like this yeah. weird. And so like, I, I must have been so like unusual for the CW to like have that on. I mean, I feel like people would have watched it but still trying to find some sort of wish fulfillment in these characters, you know? Yeah, I think they're definitely, it was walking a really fine line between that teenage wish fulfillment, mm-hmm. like, I guess this is a good time to talk about, mm-hmm. uh, the the romance, which there's a lot of romance with Lorelai. It is not nearly as sensational, I think, as the romance with Rory and her various mm-hmm. boyfriends. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Because it's a lot more, like, reasonable, I think. Like, Lorelai makes a lot of bad choices, sure. but they're all, like, standard just, ah, shit. Yeah. Yeah, I dated my daughter's teacher. Like, mm-hmm. and it, we had a really loving relationship until it kind of fell apart. Yeah. And that's, that's just what it mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not as glamorous, I think. Looking back, I, I think I thought it was a lot more salacious, and then I rewatched the show, and I was like, oh, actually, like... No, this is all pretty normal. I don't know. This seems she's making a lot of pretty reasonable choices, actually. Okay, I mean, I was like the teacher, like the the teacher could lose. Like I was like, this teacher's gonna lose his job. Like you know, these days he would just full on lose his job, and it was like Uh you know. But here it was like kind of this like, uh oh, it's the teacher coming over. I can call him by his first name, you know. (laughs) But he also like wanted to like. He he was serious he loved about her. it. It wasn't like she was just, like, sleeping around. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Yeah. So I think the, like, wish fulfillment really was centered around Rory and her relationships because Rory enters into a series of relationships where these dudes are just fucking obsessed with her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, of course. And she just exists. That's the thing. She's just herself, and she's so yeah. self-assured. And then, like, there are two insanely good-looking boys who are just enamored I would argue it. three. Oh, well, I, I don't know. Three. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. No, because okay. in those first seasons, even, because Chad Michael Murray was obsessed with her. Okay. But what he was That's was right. a That's right. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. hmm Yes. And yeah. he would have had an arc. I think he, he might have... I am so interested to see what the writers would have done if he hadn't gotten the role on One Tree Hill. Um, mm-hmm. Because he leaves abruptly. There is no actual end to his arc. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, in the whole first season, he's kind of constantly in Rory's face. She's the- this, like, rich boy at mm-hmm. the prep school. Um, she is dating uh, this down-home country boy, Dean. Dean. He's, her, he's her serious boyfriend. Mm-hmm. He's the sweetest boy alive. Mm-hmm. Um, and... At school, she's faced with this guy who is a jerk. He's not nice, but also he's like intriguing. Yes, yeah. Um, and he uh, is very hot. He's Chad Michael Murray, of course, of course, of course, of, of course. course. Um, love Chad Michael Murray. I was obsessed with Chad Michael Murray. Hi. I didn't know a thing about him, mm-hmm. but I had his. I had a picture of him from a magazine cut out, mm-hmm. and I put it underneath the glass on top of my um my dresser. Um, until one day the sun basically <laughs> melted it into the wood. <laughs> so I had to scrape him off years later. Aww, yeah. Poor Chad. Yeah. I knew nothing about him. I just liked his face. He has, a good, girls. Listen, he has a good face. Great face. He definitely looks like a Chad. That's true. He played. Yeah. I mean, I think like that character could have been named Chad. I don't even remember. Cause like, I yeah, don't remember his, don't remember name, his either. name Yeah. Tyler. Like some no sort idea. of like. Steven. Yeah. It could I don't know. Anything. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, I'm trying to think of a good Reese. That Something. yeah, or like Gert. <laughs> yeah, who knows? who knows? Um, he's classic bully romance uh hero mm-hmm. though for sure. For oh sure, yeah, for sure. Oh yeah. In the like the little uniform and everything leaning against her locker, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. eyes watching her as she walks away, yeah. even as he says something cutting to her, mm-hmm. you know. You know the. You know oh, yeah, and he's also like actually... smart too, and it's like yeah, he's very smart. That's also hot. Intelligence is hot. I mean, listen, I'll, I'll, you know, any. It's obviously different per person, but like I feel like intelligence can be a very big turn on for people, you know. And I love a solid redemption arc yeah. of an asshole. Yeah, like, I'm not here to. I'm not here to pretend. Like I do. Mm-hmm. I truly do. I love me a a uh, man who learns to grovel. 
uh, because he realizes that he's been an asshole and wants to figure out how to not do that mm-hmm. so he can get the girl. Exactly. Um, yeah. I love, that. I love that. We never got that. He leaves abruptly. No, he got a new It's a show. very yeah. weird, like, he all of a sudden he's like, no, my dad has decided that I need to go to this school or whatever the hell or, like, something. And then he's, like, gone forever. Mm-hmm. Um, for no reason. And that's kind of when they introduce Jess. Yeah. And Jess, Jess is a sea change. Oh, boy, that Jess. You want to describe Jess? Jess is, okay, so he's Luke's nephew who's like. Mm-hmm. Um, wayward, I would say. Wayward Wayward nephew, nephew for sure. Like, he can't, uh-huh. he, he's not getting along with his mom, so he goes to live with Luke. And he is just, like, a juvenile delinquent who reads. He, like, mm-hmm. um, and he, like, full on, like you know, comes in knowing that Rory has a boyfriend. And, oh, yes, he does know. And he, <laughs> For sure. He just, like, regardless, just, like, like honestly, very intensely, you know, watching mm-hmm. it now, watching it in the year 2022, yeah. he does kind of come in very strong to the point where it's, mm-hmm. like, you need a talking to. But I think back then it was just, like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, oh, there's another hot guy who's into Rory, you know? <sighs> Yeah, I you know, I thought the same thing. I it was really interesting to go back and watch it as an adult and be like, oh, I was obsessed with Jess. Like mm-hmm. I loved Jess. I think I like hand wrote fan fiction with Jess. Oh, so like sweet. I'm pretty sure. Um, but as an adult, I look back and I'm like, oh no. And what I didn't realize what there there is a couple of points where um Lorelai goes, You need to leave my fucking daughter alone. Yeah. You need to leave her alone. You are going to ruin her life. Mm-hmm. I know what you're doing. You need to go. And he doesn't listen. Yeah, that's um, that's like like that's borderline psychotic these days, you know? And it's He yeah. like all but breaks into her house, I'm pretty yeah, sure. He has to at one steal point. her bracelet. Like he steals her bracelet and makes her go go insane and like, you know, really put like fucks up her relationship. With her boyfriend, and like you know, intentionally, intentionally, and it's like, was it like right now to me that seems like almost sociopathic because he does the character himself doesn't show any remorse, you know? It's just like never, I'm like never fucking with these people like it's a game, but like I I'm like this must have been shown as like a romantic gesture or something, but I could not see it that way. No, at the time, I mean, it's that same, like, it's it's the Edward syndrome, right? Mm, it's the creepy things mm-hmm. that to a teenager read as, oh, he's so devoted to me. Oh, my God, he's obsessed with me. Oh, yeah. And as an adult, you're like, oh. Yeah. But I, wouldn't be, oh no. I wouldn't be surprised if teenagers these days are like, whoa, this dude. Do you know what yeah, I mean? I think like, there's definitely more awareness now. Yeah. Like, oh, he broke into her house and stole her book, her favorite book, and then wrote in the pages and then left it on her bed that's so like that that's so that's Hmm. awful like that's Hmm. not I would be like I you are making me do the opposite of having a crush on you (laughs) and then like they have such an antagonistic relationship that at one point her and her mom egg his car with deviled eggs nice (laughs) it's very good um but like it's he fully unravels her relationship with Dean who is this like Utterly devoted, like, I would say uh, maybe somewhat problematically de- obsessed with Rory, yeah. young man. Mm-hmm. Um, he very much views her as being perfect and can do no wrong and um, is, like... He's like, controlling. Can, he's controlling, I'd he's, say. He's very controlling. Yeah. He also is very much like, no, we're definitely going to get married. Mm-hmm. Like, he's very, like... 
that. Um, and to be fair, he's also hot. He's played by Jared Padalecki. He goes on to play um, the, one of the Winchesters mm-hmm. in the, in the thing. Uh, Supernatural yeah, that's series. One. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. And um, in Supernatural. My least favorite Winchester. Yeah. In yeah. Supernatural, isn't his brother Dean? And he plays Dean in this show. So it's like a, there's a double Dean. Dean connection. I don't remember which is which. I don't either. But I do know oh, there's a Dean. I remember. I just, I remember their real names. I remember Jensen Ackles. He's hot. I like that he's kind of bow-legged. Yeah. He's hot. He's yeah. cute. Yeah. Jared Padalecki makes everyone standing next to him look really short. Mm-hmm. It is just because he's like 6'5". Yeah. And every, everyone else is like six foot. He, he can't um, help it. No, he can't. Um, he's got weird stuff going on, that one. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I don't follow the news very much, re-supernatural, but... Uh, <laughs> I got something to Google after this. Do you not know no. about super hell for gays? You what? So okay, <laughs> small diversion. Okay, but one I was into supernatural. Well, I again I wasn't into fandom so much, but I did like like watching super. Yeah, I watched it. Yeah. So I fell off. I think probably season five or six, okay. something like that. Mm-hmm. Um. Once they started like fighting God, I was like, okay, you've maybe gone, you've <laughs> maybe jumped the shark a little, fellas. Oh, yeah. You already defeated the devil. What's there to do after? Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So, but one of the things about Supernatural was that people, there was a subset, a very, very vocal subset of fans that really, 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 really wanted. Um, wow. This is a time to really pull the name out. Sam and Dean. Yes. Yes. Sam and Dean. So he is Dean. Yes. Okay. The, the brother that I like is Dean. Okay. Yes. Okay. Wow. Whew. Saved okay. it. Okay. So they really wanted Dean, who is this very taciturn demon hunter, mm-hmm. essentially, to end up with uh, an angel named Cass. Yes. Um, Castiel. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they are two male-identifying people. And people really wanted that. And they read a lot of subtext. They read a lot of stuff. And over time, the writers... <sighs> Did some stuff where they would tease the fans. Whoa. They would they would put in things that like, or, or even they even had one episode where, like, the characters interact with people putting on a play of. Oh yeah, I remember that Cass episode. and Dean fanfic essentially. Yes. Um, and it's a lot, mm-hmm. and it's uh, okay. Well, people obviously over the decade, <laughs> decades. How I don't know how even I how feel long like it was on for twenty seven years. Was on for objectively way yeah. too long. Um, well, finally, at the end, that happened like a year, two years ago. Mm-hmm. They finally ended it. Um, Cass on screen admitted that he loved him, and it was like, wow. So thank you. Uh, Did they kiss? Dean. De- nope. Dean. No reaction. Immediately, Cass is sent to super hell. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. He gets like thrown into what message to, does to that hell dimension send? and dies. Like, the second yeah. you're true to yourself, mm-hmm. sorry, you're going to hell. Like, what's the point? Uh-huh. Don't be true to yourself, guys. Like, don't that's don't the acknowledge lesson. it. You'll go to super hell. Yeah. Happy pride. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, and by the way, <laughs> the fact that they needed to use this super hell or whatever <laughs> shows you how fucking off the rails shit went. Yeah, it's great. anyway. That's not that's not Gilmore Girls, but I don't even remember how we got here. Only that Jared Padalecki stars in that show as well. Um, but there was like and, some controversy about him in that. Yes, 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 okay. yes. There's like some stuff there going on. I it's, it doesn't matter, but his his character goes through an evolution in Gilmore Girls, okay. where he ends up. Obviously, Rory does not end up staying with him. Mm-hmm. She ends up 
sorry, Becky, to spoil it, but she ends up with Jess first. That's I read it. I'm sorry, I read the spoilers because okay. I just I okay. I need to know yeah. as a romance. I just need to know that it like I need to know the ending. I'm sorry. It's just me. It's just me. There is a there is a subtext in the following many many seasons mm-hmm. that Rory has the capability of destroying the lives of every man she touches. Okay. Uh huh. And I love that for her personally. Sure. Sure. Um, but. It's like I I almost they have like taken the trope of these men are obsessed with her mm-hmm. and flipped it to be they're so obsessed with her that any man who has ever basically come to love her, their lives are ruined. <laughs> yeah. Um, and will always be ruined. Mm-hmm. Um, she ruins Dean's life. Ugh. Now, I will say Dean does it to himself. I will, oh, okay. I will say that. Mm-hmm. I don't blame her. Um, but his love for her which is eternal essentially even when he is say no longer dating her mm-hmm. even when he is say even married to another woman Whoa. Um, he never ever ever can let go of right. Rory okay. ever mm-hmm. um, Jess is the same way although it's a cyclical story so my theory is that by the end of the series Jess has become her Luke whoa yeah yes Yes, because Jess, I will say, he is not a good dude. He's not a good dude. He's not. He loves Rory a lot, but he's a really shitty teenage boy. Mm -hmm. And uh, he does some kind of, frankly, heinous and unforgivable shit after they start dating. Oh, can't wait. Yeah, yeah. Um, Something that ends up getting him and Dean into a fist fight. Because Dean thinks that he has done something terrible to Rory. Okay. And he kind of has. Okay. And he goes ape shit, and uh, it's a whole thing. Wow, I'm so excited. I'm and so at that excited. point, at that point, Jess is out of her life. He just walks out. Mm-hmm. He doesn't even break up with her. They just he just leaves. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. And he comes back several times as she like her life is kind of falling apart. They're like stories intertwine again a few times. Um. But yeah. Okay. It's like, it's like a lot. Okay. It's, it's a lot. But he also. In the same way, he's obsessed with her. Jess can't ever forget Rory either. At one point, far in the future, when she's in college and she, or technically not, but she's in her 20s. Mm-hmm. And um, Jess, like, uh, they meet up again mm-hmm. in the city. And they kind of have this, like, weekend where they, like, have a really intense connection as adults mm-hmm. um and uh she kisses him and she's at like a really like bad point in her life mm-hmm. and she kisses him and they like have a moment and then he stops her and he's like hey you can't do this to me again whoa like, i i won't survive this unless you mean it i won't survive wow this. Yeah, yeah that's intense and then that's it and then Later, things happen again, mm-hmm. far down the road again, years and years. But, but yeah, and I, I like, I really liked this idea of like, Rory's a fucking mess, and they've taken this trope of men being instantly obsessed with her, mm-hmm. and made it so that it ruins their lives and not hers. Yeah. But the thing is, <laughs> is that different. like, I feel like we've seen so many shows where it's like the opposite. Like, it, it's almost a joke, you know. Like, I think, mm-hmm. like, I can't think of anything off the top of my head at the moment but it's like you know like you see like an ex-girlfriend you know that comes back in in one of these shows and they're just like terrible you know they have like a million kids Mm -hmm. and hate their lives you know and it's like ha ha Mm -hmm. and it's like (laughs) he ruined her life and it's just a joke so I'm glad they're flipping it 
Yeah, I mean, she definitely, like, Rory, if Rory's life is ever ruined, it's because of her own actions. Right, yeah. It's not because of a man. Mm-hmm. Um, she makes terrible, terrible choices, and I love that for mm-hmm. her. I was trying to think of why I like Rory so much, and it's, I think it started out in that what we were talking about earlier with, like, this idea of Rory being what every, like, teenage girl secretly, you know, thinks that they want to be, which is, like, put together mm-hmm. and smart and desirable and all these things, right? As an adult, I think I really, really love Rory because she is a fucking mess. She is just as much of a mess as her mother and her grandmother Mm -hmm. are. Mm -hmm. And I love that she gets so, so sloppy with it, despite, you could say, everything being handed to her. Um, Because really, I I would argue she didn't. Um, But, you know, that's fine. Yeah, Uh, yeah. I I just... (laughs) I love her. I love that she's sloppy. She reminds me a lot of the same people who really don't like Sansa of in Game of Thrones. I see. I, okay, I never watched Game of Thrones. That'll be the next. Okay. I'll watch the first two and a half seasons and then get back to you. I would never ask you to do that. There's okay, so you. much sexual assault in that show. I, that's why I can't I would watch never it. never ask you to do that. I was just like, I watched the first two episodes and I'm like, I, I, I don't have room in my heart no. for this. So. Yeah, I I uh I quit after two seasons. Okay. So I was like, oh, so every time you don't know what to do with a woman on screen, you just oh you do that. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I read the first two books too, and then I was like, nah, I'm bored. Right. Um, okay. just not enough happily ever afters. You know. Yeah, I need HTAs. Um, I'm sorry, so, folks. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Also, like a million fucking perspectives in every single book. Like I cannot be asked. Right. I cannot. Yeah. I cannot. Um, but I like Sansa because Sansa is a just stereotypical teenage girl she doesn't know what the fuck she's doing she follows her heart in all the worst ways she is naive and she doesn't think things through and it has terrible terrible consequences in her world Mm -hmm. right um but she grows up and she becomes incredibly smart and self-assured and she understands how to navigate this world because she has had she's been forced to learn Mm -hmm. in the same way i really like rory because i don't know yeah she's gonna fuck up like she's a teenage girl I don't know. I don't yeah. know. What do you expect from her? Well, like, what's so interesting is that, like, you would think that someone who is surrounded by adults, whose best friend is an adult, is kind of like a mini adult. But then, like, you mm-hmm. see moments where, oh, she, like, I just watched the one where, um, like, Jess comes over to drop off, like, food because her mom's on the spa weekend or something. Mm-hmm. And, like, she lies to Dean that, like, why Jess was over or something, something mm-hmm. or other. And, mm-hmm. like, it was that moment I was like, oh, yeah, she's still a teenager, you know? And I think mm-hmm. those moments are great, you know, like, where you're just, like, reminded of that. I love it. I love every time she does some stupid yeah. shit. Because I'm like, yeah. Yeah, you would. Like, the pressure of being an adult at that young mm-hmm. and to be perfect and to always get the best grades and to go to Harvard and to do all this stuff, no matter how well-meaning that pressure is, um, you know, I think would have a pretty intense effect on on somebody and it would probably come out in their 20s which spoiler that's when rory loses her whole shit yeah Um, does she ever lose her shit at her mom because like i feel like her okay because there's like something very like i don't want to say significant about even though in the show it's funny that rory is the one to remember to do her mom's laundry Mm -hmm. there is something like significant mm-hmm. there of you having to take care of your mom at a young age, you know, your whole life. Yeah, it's weird, yeah. and it's weird, and it, and it's like it's gonna stick with you. Of like, my mom wanted me to be my best friend instead of her daughter. That does leave an, a lasting effect. Yeah, yeah, and it makes it so when Lorelai does, she, I think she says it sometimes, uh, a couple times in the first season. I need, I'm putting on my mom hat. Yes, um, yeah, and it's like. 
you sh- you shouldn't take that off. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you taking that mm-hmm. off? Rory needs that. Rory doesn't need you to be her best friend. She has a best friend yeah. in Lane, mm-hmm. her, her her best buddy. Um, and you you doing this is not healthy. Uh, Rory needs somebody to take care of her, and you're not taking care of yeah. her because you're barely taking care of yourself. Exactly. Um, yeah. And and it's and that makes it so much more jarring when Lorelai does flip her lid on Rory for for usual, you know, uh, teenage. And I but love I think, that. I love when that happens. I, I love it. I love I love when that happens. I also love that it is a conversation that the the viewer is having mm-hmm. with Lorelai in Lorelai's past yeah. because Lorelai reacts that way because she fucked up mm-hmm. and she is terrified of her daughter doing the same thing yeah. um, because as much as she loves her life she realizes that she made huge mistakes mm-hmm. um, and yeah I don't know I just I think it's a I, I love a flawed heroine I think of that's what I've course. learned yeah. thinking about this I love someone who's just an absolute mess mm-hmm. and who's doing their best and who messes up um, and who was a sloppy, sloppy bitch. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, it's interesting because I do think, like, that show, there is also a level of wish fulfillment of, like, wishing your parents were your best friends because it's like, mm-hmm. cool, I can curse. And they'll let me drink. Mm-hmm. And they'll let me have a party when they're away. But then, like, the show, like, is showing the consequences of that, of, like, no matter how old you are in terms of your adolescence, like, I feel like you need to feel safe, you know? And I feel like there are moments yeah. where, like, Rory, like, does she feel, is she feeling safe? You know, and it makes yeah. me, yeah. She And she doesn't, like, her mom very often, like, disregards her feelings on yes. things. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of gets really angry at her when Rory expresses, like, hey, could you be my mom for a yeah. minute? Mm-hmm. And she's like, well... <laughs> Why, like why? Like you can you can handle this. Come on, I thought we had a relationship where you could you could deal with this. Yeah. Um. And then when certain things happen and Rory doesn't want to talk to her about it, she's like, what, what, what? Mm-hmm. Um. Which I don't know. Like I don't I don't hate Lorelai. I don't hate anyone. Oh yeah, of them. I don't even hate Emily. Yeah, I don't hate anyone. Um, yeah. I think I didn't even when I was watching it. I think I saw Emily as the villain. Mm-hmm. Um. Because I think that's how. Again, you know, back to the beginning. I think that's how it kind of. That's how was, they made her seem. But I don't yeah. see her as the villain. I like her. I like her a lot. No. I like Emily because she is definitely like she lives a very small, small life. Mm-hmm. She has very little of which to be proud. Yeah. And she clings to those things with the, the mighty clawed grip. Mm-hmm. Very nicely manicured grip. Yeah. Um, and she just desperately wants to be loved and to love her daughter and to love her granddaughter. And she doesn't really know how to do mm-hmm. that. Um, because she was raised a certain type of way. Mm-hmm. And I, I think over the fullness of the entire series, I think Emily's arc is probably my favorite. Oh, cool. Cool, um, cool, cool. The, the final, the like special, the uh, year in the life mm-hmm. is what okay. it's called, um, is it, it kind of tackles the fact that in real life, the person who plays um, the grandfather, Richard, mm-hmm. he passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the show, he has also passed away. Mm-hmm. And it's Emily kind of dealing with what her life is now that she doesn't have yeah her marriage to kind of build her identity around mm-hmm. um which is really interesting because there is an arc in the show where her and richard actually separate whoa um, oh yeah because uh-huh. i just watched like the episode where deal. like she's dancing with another man at the spa weekend and i'm like oh is mm-hmm. this something oh my lord like they full-on she moves into the guest house like wow. it's a whole thing oh, I'm excited. um or 
or he moves into the guest house, something like that. I think someone goes to the guest, guest house, house, which I'm sure is yeah. wonderful. Emily would never leave her house. What am I thinking? Yeah, of course. Like, why would you? Yeah, um, great. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. It's fantastic. Um, And then they like, I don't know. I don't want to spoil it, but it's, there's a lot of good cool, stuff. Cool, cool. Uh, I love their love story, even if they're a bunch of, you know, rich assholes. Mm-hmm. I, I, do, I do love Rich them. assholes deserve uh, love as well, you know? Unfortunately, yeah. Let's just, like, take a moment and feel sympathy for rich assholes, you know? That's what that's what every billionaire romance is trying to get me to feel. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> oh, you poor little boy who has his own oh, horse. You're so hot and rich. Oh, oh poor baby. Goodness. Your dad was never there when you were living in a mansion. I'm sorry. I just sound, oh. I really did sound like an asshole. Like, but. Hmm. I mean, he's got all the money. It's fine. Yeah. And honestly, he's going to do some reprehensible shit mm-hmm. in the text, almost certainly. Yeah. So it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. I, I don't appreciate every uh, every billionaire romance trying to tell me that it's not a dystopian uh, romance because that's exactly what it is. Yes. I, I agree with you. Yeah. I need to think about that more. But yes, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. If you're trying to convince me that a man who has made literally billions of dollars in his 30s is a good person... It's like, okay, first of all, like, that's, who are, who are the only people in this world who have a billion dollars at 30? Mm-hmm. It's Trump's mm-hmm. kids, you know? And it's like, so uh-huh. how can you not associate that? <laughs> it's, uh, it's our, our new overlord, Elon Musk. Yeah. Huh? Huh? Mm-hmm. Huh? Huh? That's fine. I mean, listen, okay, I, I'm not here to judge anyone. Making characters rich opens up a lot of doors, narratively speaking. Sure, sure. <laughs> I get it. I understand. Also, wish fulfillment. I'm here for you. Mm-hmm. I also would like a rich daddy. Yes. I understand. Um, but at the same time, I think that's why I struggle with, like, contemporary billionaire romances. Like, if it's a mafia billionaire romance, if it's a, like, shifter billionaire oh, romance. Fine. Like, anything. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm fine yeah. with that. I'm fine. But ask me to do that in contemporary, and I'm like, mm. No, because, like, it's, like, first of all, like, th- like, honestly, I'm sorry to the billionaires out there, but they don't exist. There is no good billionaire. <laughs> You know no. what I mean? And, no. and there's like no and even if there is a good billionaire, there's no billionaire where everyone universally likes this billionaire um, nope. just because of like how, you know, whatever. So it's just like so hard for me to kind of feel bad for this type of character because I'm like, I do. You're <laughs> there's nothing about you that's relatable. The- and if they try to, if they're like, oh, secretly he's like a like a really, really sweet person who like built himself up and bootstraps or whatever the fuck. I'm like. No, no, that's impossible. Yeah, that's imp- you don't make that amount of money by by being that way. You you it is impossible. Yeah, impossible. Anyway, anyway. it's a whole. Thing. Oh my god, and we need to have an episode where we ran about billionaires because I could talk about this all day. The last time I talked about billionaires, I think was uh, the episode "The Billionaires Lasagna," <laughs> um, where I tried to read billionaire from it. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, uh, no, you know what we should do? Um, we should we should do a check in afterwards because we will inevitably have this conversation after you finish the series yes. because of Dylan Logan Huntsberger. Okay, Logan Huntsberger, mm-hmm. Rory's final big boyfriend, okay. um, rich boy. As obviously his name is Hans. Yeah, and his name first name's Logan. Like, what person yeah. is like, oh, Logan? I also was obsessed with Logan to a milder degree, mm-hmm. um, because he also was an asshole. So at least I'm consistent. We listen. We're, we're attracted to assholes. What can we say? Like that's a yeah. normal, common thing. Yeah. We get it. Yeah, I remember. I have this like dark lizard brain memory of me like going on fanfiction.net and being like, 
what Gilmore Girl fan fiction is there? And I think it was a short trip that I made in there mm-hmm. because I don't think there was a whole lot at the time because mm. um, this must have been at the latest 2006. Okay. Yeah. 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 A lot more Naruto fan fiction than Gilmore Girl fan mm-hmm. fiction at the time. Yeah. <laughs> I think. <laughs> yeah. But there was some, there was definitely like a lot of, a lot of dark stuff written about Logan, which I don't think is necessarily fair. He's kind of average. Like he's a rich, he's a rich jerk, but he's also like I don't know. I think he he has, he gets a lot better. Okay, because he loves Rory so much. Mm-hmm. Like that's one thing that I like is that it, her Logan and Rory's arc is kind of in opposite directions because Logan has to become a better person to earn Rory's love, mm-hmm. and Rory falls in love with him as her life is spiraling out of control. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she kind of becomes a worse person. Cool. Um, and they, like two ships passing in the night and he like is in love with her and he wants to marry her and all this stuff. And she's like, nah, I think I'm going to go crash this car into a tree. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you know, yeah. sounds good to me. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So it's good. It's good. It's good stuff. Yeah. I'm very interested in, to see. What yeah. I mean, listen, again, I'm going to be done. Like, I promise you that I am the, I'm the fastest binger in the world. I will fully acknowledge that. That's impressive. No, it's not. It's pathetic. Come on. Let's just be real. <laughs> it's pretty pathetic. I mean, I wasn't gonna say. I know, but listen, loving loving the show. Yeah. All right. Well, that's you know, I wish I could say that's a secret. I'll keep in my heart for me and not expose you to the world. But this is an episode of a podcast that's gonna go out. So, um, no, that's great. Like honestly, because I know you were like, oh, if you don't watch it, it might be funnier. But then I was just like, I, it's like. Don't tell me not to watch it. That's like telling, like, don't eat this marshmallow that's on the table, Becky. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to fucking eat the marshmallow. I, I, my feeling is always, like, I don't want to give people homework unless they volunteer for oh, it. Because I, I feel homework. like that's, like, yeah. you know. But then again, I also read a terrible book for, well, I did make you read. Book. It was a fun it book. It was a fun book. But it was a, quite a harrowing book I had to read for your podcast. Yeah. So you know what? Maybe, maybe you were owed something. We're even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. We're now even. Even though, like. I found a new show I love, and you just read a book that's like, oh, okay, let's take you read a take or leave book. <laughs> I'm now re- recalling what was in that book. Did I did I imagine him smelling her virginity? I was just or about to I... say that aloud. I can smell your virginity from across the room. That line I will never. They were forget. outside. That's what I remember. They were outside. No, they were at an icing 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 rink, an ice skating rink. I thought it was like an outside oh, ice rink. Is it, oh. Was it inside? Well, regardless, there was there it, was ice skating. Yes. Yeah. There was a lot of stuff going on, but m- the primary thing here being that even if there wasn't, he shouldn't have been able to smell her hymen. Yeah. It is so fucking, it, it's the, it was the weirdest thing. And I, like, there's so many, there's like lines in romance novels that I'll never forget. And I think that uh-huh. number one, uh-huh. that's number uh-huh. one. God. Well. Now I got to sit with that for a while longer. Um, <laughs> Becky. Do you want to do pluggables? Yeah. Speaking of podcast? One, two things. One, I have my podcast yeah. called Too Stupid to Live, where I review romance novels $5 and under. And then yeah. also I have a solo show out that is going to be streaming. So uh, people what? can I didn't wa- know that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's opening this week or, you know, whenever. We're, reco- we're The weekend that we are recording is opening this weekend. But um, it's going to be on June 5th, 11th, 16th, the 18th, and the 24th. Um, so if you're right. not if okay. you're not in Los Angeles, if you are in Los Angeles, you can come see it live. But if you're not, um, the show is available for you to stream via your computer devices wherever you are. Um, and yeah, there's the website to that is tight-show.com. 
is oh the show's called tight I'm, yeah oh yeah i'm recalling now what i think the show is about the show i had forgotten yes the show is about vaginas mine particularly <laughs> Fantastic. um speaking of hymens um yeah no the show like i should give the elevator pitch i've been doing so terrible yeah. of like i'm like okay so the show is called tight sexy stories about pelvic pain i promise you it's funny um this is how i've been like pitching the thing i was like oh my show's <laughs> called tight sexy stories about pelvic pain and people are like oh i'm so sorry to deal with this and i'm like no it's funny like i <laughs> like how do i say this i swear <laughs> i promise oh man i bet i i'm excited i wait do, where's your vagina pillow here's the thing it's at the theater right now because damn it well yeah because it's part of it's i had to store my props there and it's a prop at the theater so it's whatever it's, i miss her don't think i don't miss her i miss her a lot i love her yeah i love her yeah okay well, she'll be back soon that's fine she'll be back soon she she can guest on the podcast after the show is done oh my god that'd be great yeah she has a lot to say <laughs> speak fabrics yeah she missed this me the start of the second season but she definitely saw the first season so we'll catch up <laughs> did she like sit on your like your couch i'm wondering i leave her like, on my couch like there's a yeah. chair over here like when i'm practicing and rehearsing like she's with the props but like normally like i have a chair over here that i leave her on or sometimes i leave her on the couch like she's like decoration she's my my pal she's my little buddy she's your boo she's my boo yeah for those who have no idea what we're talking about i have a plush vagina pillow that i take a lot of pictures of myself with to promote the it's show. It's good. It's very good. A premium follow. If you're not following Becky, you should you should follow Becky. Oh yeah, Beckles two one two. That's the that's the yeah. tag. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you should definitely do that. Um, you'll have plenty of time because this is coming out on June twenty second. Perfect. After oh, this will hopefully be a nice break because this is following two mafia episodes. Oh boy. Um, Becky, do you remember way back when in December when we recorded your podcast mm-hmm. and we talked about how I had I was only just now starting my odyssey to read mafia romance mm-hmm. because I didn't like mafia romance? Yeah. Well, I'm up to over 40 mafia romances now. Oh my god. Um and I'm a different person. <laughs> I mafia has grown on me. I did read one recently. One was recommended. I took the plunge and I get it. I get it. I understand. I understand. I did have to pretend that they were vampires or werewolves for a while mm-hmm. um, to 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 get it to really you know get my feet wet. And then and then the crutch fell away. And then I was just like, yeah, I guess this man's just like a Russian mafia gun runner. Yeah. And he's kidnapped her and he's keeping her in a kennel in his in his room. And that's just what yeah. it is. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's a love story his oldest time. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Of course, it's, it's fine. Becky, story. it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Normal. Listen, read whatever you want. You, I feel like there's no judgment. Yeah. Well, it's what you like? It's all. It's all stuff that's fun. You know, who cares? You know, it's it's all good. And we go into it. We go into like this. Uh, the the various problems of the. You know, but it's problems that all of romance has. Mm-hmm. So, say love. Yeah. Um. You know. Mm-hmm. But uh, I guess I should do I should do pluggables now. Yes. I got you got plenty to plug. You have a lot going on. I got so much. Do Becky. some just do some stretching and then and then then start plugging. God. <laughs> oh wow, that sounded so sexual. <laughs> Gross. I did not. That's the thing. I did not mean for it to come out that way. And then all of a uh-huh, sudden, sure, Becky, I swear fine. to you, I this came from the most naive place. And then it just turned into like the dirtiest, dirtiest place. Let me. All right. Well, <clears throat> Becky, I have two books coming Woo! out very soon. Very so soon. excited. Too soon. 
Um, my first novella collection, Fragile Beings, comes out July 12th. That's a big mm-hmm. deal for me, personally. Absolutely. Um, it's got demons, it's got dragons, it's got a sentient fog man, which is mostly a joke about San Francisco, but also a lot of angst. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and it's got all sorts of stuff. I don't know. It's it's cool. It's a good intro to my world if you're like, I don't know, if I like, I, I feel like my podcast is maybe one of the worst, like, sales pitches for for my writing because like i swear i swear i write i write goods i, I oh do God. swear it's so hard to, it's hard to pitch yourself like on the fly you know what i mean but i think it's very exciting we all know you're a good writer come on come on i i don't know we'll see we'll see if you like it i mean it's on kindle unlimited so Ooh. you know um you can get it for i mean not i hesitate to say it's free because it's not free you're paying for the subscription yeah. but you can borrow it and if you don't like it you just return it it's not a big deal mm-hmm. don't do that if you pay for it that's bad don't do that to authors that's bad i know that's going around don't 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 don't, don't, don't do that yeah cost authors money if you do that mm-hmm. um but if it's on kindle unlimited it doesn't matter um however uh i also have my novel consort's glory coming out that's uh that's a big deal too yeah that took me like 10 years to write it's set in the same universe the novellas are kind of prequels to, to Consort's Glory. I can't wait um, to read these, by the way. Like, I'm very excited and congratulations. Because this is so exciting. Thank you. It's very Thank exciting. You. I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, Yeah, I think, I don't know. I think they're good. I don't... Oh, my goodness. They're going to be great. They're going to be great. People <laughs> are going to love it. It's people who have read it so far really, really like That's it. That's great. So, great. That's yeah. I mean, yeah. um, it's got orcs. It's got elves. It's got witches. It's got what all. It's got San Francisco. Like, here's the deal. I like fantasy, but I need to have cell phones, turlets, plumbing, uh, transit, things, things you of that normal nature. Things. So yeah. it's set in I get that. World. Yeah. It's, you yeah. need the, um, you so. need the amenities. I get it. For sure. I just don't want to deal with any of that. I don't want to deal with, like, how to think about, okay, in this, like, fantasy world, how do they make cloth? No. I don't give a no. shit. I don't want to think about that. But uh, there's sexy times. There's like a 12,000 word cunnilingus scene in, in Consort's Glory. You're welcome. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know? What are you, you going to do? Uh, and you can find those in various places, you know. Uh, but also, mostly you can find them on my Patreon because I release everything as serials first. So that means that you can get them chapter by chapter, both the novellas and the novel, um, every week. And you can also get cool shit like book boxes. I'm releasing the Concerts Glory special edition book boxes, which have special edition covers and swag and uh, stickers and all this cool stuff. I designed um, a newspaper from the actual world as packaging. So cool. Um, and wrote like a whole article and everything is, you know, because I'm a mad woman. Um, and I went to art school and so I can just do these things. Um, Genius. Yeah, to everyone's detriment. Uh, and all that stuff. So it's cool. I don't know. I think it's nice. And then book two is going to be starting in September. Um, so that one is going to be, that one's going to be good. I hope. Oh my goodness. Uh, <laughs> I'm so excited for you. This is so great. Thank you. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. Um, I am. It comes and goes, my nerves. It comes and goes. It's all excitement. It's all excitement. Yeah. Yeah. It's all good. I, I'm the people who who like it, they like it. And the people who won't like so, it won't like mm, it. And there's yeah. nothing nothing I can do about yeah. that. And that's fine. None of my business. Mm-hmm. Um, once it's in the reader's hands, how you feel about it, it's not my not my issue. You're done. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
you know uh one of my uh patreon readers asked me the other day is like do you have like a google alert set for reviews and i was like fuck no <laughs> no those aren't for me no those aren't those aren't for me those are for other readers mm-hmm. i don't want to know yeah 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 like tag me if it's nice otherwise i don't fucking need to i don't need to know anything no don't tell me i no, think a lot of authors are like that well i mean what are you gonna do like if somebody doesn't like it you're gonna go back and i don't know like change it it's like oh my god Rewrite let it? me like re-edit no. it for this for this one user like cherry lips one two three because they- yeah. <laughs> yeah who didn't like how many times i use the word fuck. yeah I don't know. like uh, it's it's gonna be what it's gonna exactly. be exactly yeah yeah so you can find all of those links below. You can follow me on social media at Kingdom Thirst or Abigail K. Kelly on Twitter. Email me. Send me real mail. I have a P.O. box. That's cool, too. Send me things, gifts. I don't know. Ooh. Don't send me food, I think, because that might be weird. But you can send me gifts. I like gifts. <laughs> uh, send your gifts, everyone. I'm not I'm not afraid to shill for gifts. No, give me things. Yeah, I don't know. You have a P.O. box. I don't have a sugar daddy yet, so give me things. Oh, my God. You're going to be the fendom of um, romance novel podcasts. That is a really intimidating uh, crown to take on. You're asking for gifts. That yeah, I don't. I don't think. I don't think that I. I don't think I'd make a good fin down. I think I'd feel too bad. Me too. <laughs> I don't think I have the spine for. We're in the same Although, way. do you know that you can purchase uh, how to be a fin dom packages on Etsy? Ooh, I mean, I am. That's something yeah. that I looked into, not for reasons. No, oh my god. Here's the thing. If there's someone out there who hasn't thought of, who hasn't like cross their mind Sorry. about how how they could be a Vindom. You're not a you don't you're not a human being. You're you're just another animal. Everyone has thought about it. You are uh, if you tell me that you have not thought of being a sugar baby at one point or like yeah, you're lying. You're lying cuz it would be yeah. really nice. It would be even, awesome. Totally even in the most irrational ways of like you're having a bad day or you like you lose your job and you're like, "Oh my god, I wish I were a sugar baby." Like that counts, you know, and like yeah. Yes. You count. You're valid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I see yeah. you. All right. Well, speaking of seeing you, I'm not going to see you. So that's get out, get that out of your head. But you can hear me next week. <laughs> and you can hear Becky on Too Stupid to Live. And you can hear Becky at her cool solo show. All the links will be below. All right. That's the end of the episode. <laughs> Kingdom of Thirst is a member of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find all of our episodes and tons of new podcasts to listen to at frolic.media.